Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at RepcoService.com. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Big Opinions, the panel. with Stephen and for Smithy till midday today. It's Friday, October the 14th, 2022. Uh, Magnificent movie was premiered, gosh, what day is today? Wednesday night at Sky City Theatre called More Than Gold. Gold, more than gold. More Than Gold. Uh, Part of the Valerie Adams story on her road to her Olympics. Uh, Christina Eddy from Sky Sport joins me right now. She was there working and also flashing, looking flash at the uh, Olympic Gala last night. Gee, I didn't get an invite. To that one, I'm, I must be well off. I must be on a D lister now, and you've just gone straight to the top of the top of the list. Um, I know, R- Ricardo. I know you've joined us, but I, I, you wouldn't have seen the movie, so I'm just going to hold hold fire from on that one. What did you make of the movie, Christina? Well, I think I cried about four times. Now I don't know if I'm an overly emotional person. I mean, you're probably more than the average person. Maybe three or two of those moments were extremely um, tear-worthy for me. But I think I even saw that you even said yourself that you shed a tear. Yep. So maybe it's not me being emotional. No, you weren't. Well, well, I'll th- tell you what it was, Christine. It was being a dad and seeing the mm-hmm. and and when you see her talk about her kids and when you when you've got kids of your own, you you sort of get a little emotional. I think that's what it is. But I think. The big thing for me was, and I don't want to, we're not going to do a spoiler alert here, but the medical issue she went through a year and a bit out that no one knew about was yeah. staggering. And I, I think if you'd read my, you obviously did look at my Instagram, uh, I said, it's a story of resilience, this one. It is, and it's unheard of in terms of sport documentaries. You know, we're very used to seeing sport documentaries about sport. And I think when I was interviewing her on the red carpet and we've got the title more than gold and a lot of sport documentaries and documentaries in general have a lot of cliche titles, but I actually really, that did it. I really noticed it in that documentary. You know, you're sitting there and you go, actually, you know what? This is more than gold because the two gold medal moments that she had in her career probably, probably made up about one and a half minutes of that documentary. And it just goes to show how much more raw and, insight there is into her life and the fact that she was willing to share it and like you said you know no spoilers there are moments in that documentary that you wouldn't have heard of before um and i have to wonder was it all worth it she concedes it obviously was but that that was probably you know controversial and maybe unpopular opinion uh and it's not a judgment by any means i think but i just one thing that resonated with me as i sat there after the closing credits was was it worth it because wow. it was so silent in that stadium, you know. They showed the game feed of what she would have been hearing, and it was a quite a lonely moment for her to wrap her career up. That is really interesting. But you did the interview post post uh, medal interview, didn't you? 
Am I, am I right? It's where she held the... No, she, no, no, no. I was supposed to be... Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. I was just going to give you big ups there. But regardless of that, I think it was worth it because she knew, and I think it was made quite clear with her new coach, Dale Stevens. she knew straight away that gold was really out of her reach at 36. Mm. So she went in with a mindset that anything... Even and and I think she stated this is the spoiler that in in the in the build up if she it would be a success if she meddled and which she did I just mm. uh, the hum, her humbleness still stags me Ricardo Ball joins us right now I mean when you look at Valerie what impression do you get of her now Well I, I haven't seen the documentary yeah, I understand. even so I, yeah um, so yeah kind of a, a little bit um, hard to say really but. I mean, she's always been a champion, and I, I don't think that ever goes away. And, um, you know, the way that she's conducted herself since her career finished, and even in, in between when, you know, she, she did have some downtime around the um, uh, around having her, her family and things, I, I think you can only admire what she's been able to do in terms of the way, uh, as an athlete, she's managed to bounce back after, after all of that, and then after those medical issues as well. What does it say about New Zealanders, and I'll ask this, and you can just give me a brief answer. What does it say about New Zealanders that we can get so wound up about someone that throws a metal ball? I mean, let's let's be blunt. It's not the popular sport, right, Christina? It's not, but I don't think people resonate with the sport. I think resonate people resonate with people, and they resonate with character and something that they can relate to. And whether that's they can relate to her in life or in sport or in personality or in any of those things, I think that's what connects people. It's people to the athlete. It's not people to the sport. So it doesn't actually matter what you do. Um, I also just like to clarify quickly. Um, what I mean by was it worth it is that I think when she set out on that journey to get that medal, yeah. in hindsight, she wouldn't have known all the things that she was going to be faced with on that journey. Oh, no. And I think, yeah. you know, when you sit there at the end and you look at it, you go... Yeah, it's not necessarily that was that moment worth it. It's just meant, wow, what a journey. Like if she'd known, if someone said to her at the start, that's what's going to hit you in this entire process. I wonder if she would have done it. I will, st- I will still agree with you and say it was worth it. Ricardo, the whole idea of, you know, New Zealanders and the metal ball. Yeah, I think I, I think New Zealanders love a great story and, and they love a... Um, they love a winner, and as you know, Christina said there, it's about the it's about the person, it's about their journey. I think you know, I mean, you could make the same argument as uh, about kayaking, you know, um, because Lisa Carrington. If we didn't have Lisa Carrington, would we care about kayaking? Would it get the news coverage it does? Probably not. But it's another great story, another great athlete, uh, and somebody who we can follow and 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 feel good about and and get behind as a nation. Good answers, you two. You boys, you two are on fire today. All right, it's 10.30. Stick around. We're going to talk uh, one of Ricardo's faves in a moment, footy. And did Danny Hay deserve to go? Stay with us. This is the panel on SENZ. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. SENZ on a Friday morning with Stephen McIver in for Smithy till midday. It's 10.33, the panel with uh, Christina Eddy from Sky Sport and a very own Rick Dog, Ricardo. Let's talk about Danny Hay. Did Danny Hay deserve the treatment that he was given by saying you must reapply for the job after the independent report, Ricardo? 
I don't think so, no. And I, I think most people who know anything about football will look at what Danny Hayes done with that team off the back of Anthony Hudson and go, there are so many places uh, and so many ways you can talk about how that team have improved, uh, the, the talent that's been brought through as well, the type of football they're playing. And I, I, I don't think so. I think uh, Danny Hay has been a victim um, of maybe calling a spade a spade too much. Uh, you know, Danny is... I wouldn't say he's old school, but I, he doesn't suffer fools. Um, and I know that one thing that, um, you know, around the traps is, you know, some people uh, involved in the in the admin side of things, and, you know, didn't like the way they were spoken to at times. But I don't think that was anything to do with his coaching or anything. I think yeah. that's just him going, here are the levels I expect and here's what I'm getting and I'm not happy with it. Yeah, that's, it just sounds like he wasn't a box ticker, but was prepared to learn. Christina, it did say in the, in the report, and it wasn't damning at all, it says he was a little bit autocratic. Now, uh, there's nothing wrong with that, is there? It's a common story in New Zealand sport, isn't it? There's a while, well, it's a common sort of debate about how far is too far, and I guess it depends on the organisation you're talking to, but is it just one of those instances of passing the blame in a situation where they're kind of stuck between a bit of a rock and a hard place in terms of football in New Zealand at the moment and getting players to give us a decent amount of time. You know, the age-old thing that's always been an issue in football. Um, I mean, as they look to, you know, qualify for the next World Cup after one that hasn't even happened yet, I guess, yeah, they look to pass the blame. But I think it's, it's a real shame because if you speak to any of the top players recently after their tour, uh, yeah. against, well, after their friend against Australia, they all speak very highly of them. So... Yeah, that, yeah, no, no, I get, I get it completely. And Ricardo, when you think about it, you know, if you were playing a lot of internationals a year and you were probably should have beaten Costa Rica, and maybe they should have beaten Costa Rica, you can understand them saying, uh, maybe we're having a rethink about this. But with the fact that they don't play a lot of games, and now with the next World Cup going to 48, they're basically pretty much guaranteed a spot in the World Cup. I just, I just think it's sh- short-sighted. Yeah, I think it's incredibly short-sighted. And I also think, who are you going to get next? Well, Des Buckingham, I hear. I'm hearing Des Buckingham. He he was the one, apparently, that, uh, you know, uh, gave them a very good Ollie White's team, which... They did very well at the Olympics, and was it was Danny or Des the first time around? And I'm my sources are saying he's a shoe in. Well, it'd be interesting if he does come back because I, I wondered whether or not it'd be once bitten, twice shy for Des, to be honest, uh, with New Zealand football. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, if it is Des, then maybe that's not so bad. But I do, I do wonder, and I do also wonder how many players. Uh, will retire off the back of this because I think a lot of them really bought into the way Danny did things. Um, you know, I think Tommy Smith will probably go. Uh, I would say that's just about a definite. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Chris Wood goes, you know what, so this, I'm 30, I'm mm-hmm. at Newcastle, you know, I'm not the number one striker, I need to concentrate on that. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what the fallout from this is. But the other thing about an autocratic coach, uh, Stephen, is, you know, I mean... You can have a coaching panel and you can do things by committee, but at the end of the day, if you're not successful, who gets fired? It's not the committee, is it? It's the coach. So surely he has to be the one making the call. Completely. Someone's got to make a call. We've got to stop doing all this by committee bollocks. It's I'm, t- I'm tired of it. And, I, and, I, and I, I think it's a huge mistake, but as you say about Tommy Smith and maybe Chris Wood, uh, that will be another thing for New Zealand football to say, well, okay, they, they needed to go anyway. You know, they, they'll, they'll frame it whatever way they want. It will be something to understand. I don't think we've heard the last of this one. Christine, the Black Ferns, so they start with a win. So do the Welsh. They're at Waitakere. 
this Sunday. Do the Welsh present a stern test for the Black Ferns? They're actually a little bit of a largely unknown to the Black Ferns, aren't they? They only really know them at World Cup level. And, I mean, the Black Ferns have a 4-0 four, four win record over them, but they'll be coming out feisty and they know that they're playing in New Zealand against the Black Ferns. And no doubt there'll be, hopefully, what is another absolutely cracker crowd, which is amazing to see uh, for this World Cup as well. So, I mean, in front of that, who knows what they're going to bring. But I think, like I said, a bit of a large unknown. Um, and I don't think the Black Ferns were overly convincing. Sure, they came back and had a, a mighty win over, over, over Australia, but they had their moment. Yes, uh, Professor Smith will want a better start out of them, Ricardo. But I, I'm going to pick up on, on what Christina said. A cracker crowd has started to tournament, but we'll see the true value of this cup of this in the, in the ensuing rounds, won't we? Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, I, I think it'll be bookended by good crowds first day and probably final. It's be interesting to see what happens in between. And as you said, uh, Wales, we might not know too much, but we can look at what happened uh, just before the tournament started. England and Wales played a, uh, a warm-up game, if you like, and England won that 58-5 over the Welsh. So if we want to put a marker down to how much have the Black Ferns improved with Wayne Smith at the helm, then let's look at that game and let's look at what uh, the Black Ferns can do against this Welsh team. It'll be interesting too because it's our first real go against the Northern Hemisphere style team who will be more physical up front and I know that we've changed the way we look to play. It's a more athletic game. It's a more spread the ball game. Speed, uh, yeah. You've still got to win the front football uh, in the first place to allow yourself to do that. So that's going to be a real challenge for the Black Ferns. I'm interested to see how that goes. Well, if anyone can conjure a miracle and win a World Cup uh, after a pretty average, you know, warm-up, uh, I'm reckoning that the professor can, can do it. OK, team, just one final thought. Kiwis, uh, Christina, up against Lebanon, start of the World Cup campaign. They're playing at Newcastle. Do they go all the way or do they fall over in a semi against the Aussies? This World Cup and what seems to be World Cup season has gone somewhat under the radar, but it's yep. very, very nice. Obviously, that- outside of um, the NRL the season, you know, they can really have a good crack at it. Michael Maguire is obviously going to be out to, you know, give it a good run as well after what's happened with the West Tigers. And I think, yeah, I mean, this four-pack looks great. And oh, there's yeah. a lot of really good names in there. They look solid. So I'm really excited to see what they bring to this World Cup. And I don't see why they couldn't, you know, gel in this moment and, and hopefully take it all the way. Although, do I actually truly believe they could? I don't yet. You'd have to convince me of it. Um, But, no, I'll I'll listen to you convince me of it. Treading on on dangerous ground, girlfriend. Uh, Rick, what what do you think? Yeah, and no, I, I, I like this Kiwi squad. I think it's probably the strongest squad that we've ever been able to put together. And, and you know, if you look at it, uh, I think we we're talking with Tony Kemp this morning on breakfast, you know, and he said if they put their strongest 13 out, uh, all, all 13, all starting players will have played semi-final football in the NRL this season. I don't think that's ever happened before. We've got great halves. We've got a massive forward pack, probably the best forward pack in the comp. Uh, and, you know, players like Joey Manu on the outside as well. So... I think there's every chance that the Kiwis beat the Kangaroos uh, and, and make the final of this World Cup. I, I, I really do believe that. Because I, I look at the Kangaroos squad and I don't think Mel's done a great job there. He's not picked one thing or another. He's kind of hodgepodged it. And I wonder if him leaning on Daly Cherry Evans 
uh, from back in 2019 as his number one over Nathan Cleary's going to come and bite him in the backside <laughs> at some point. I would love to see you say that to his face. Hey Mel, I think your team's a bit hodgepodge. <laughs> you know that guy Latrell Mitchell. He's not much. He's not much chop, is he? <laughs> All right, Rick. Appreciate the time, buddy. As always, go and go and get some sleep. You deserve it. Christina, just quickly, you had the. Uh, the Olympic Gala, of course, you got the invitation. Uh, what was it like, and was it a nice uh, day, night of celebration? How did you miss out on an invite to a, a, a place full of 700 guests, or is that just rubbing it in a little bit? What? Hey, <laughs> hey, I thought we were friends. That's my... It was a huge night. Uh, yeah, of course it was, because I wasn't there. I was, there was 700 people, and they couldn't even put one in. Uh, what was the, It was basically just a celebration of uh, the comms in the Olympics for the Olympic yeah. crowd, right? That crowd that you're part of. Yes, absolutely. It was it was it was a celebration really of what has been an incredible thirteen months with three massive events. Obviously the Summer Olympics in Tokyo, which feel like a lifetime ago, then the Winter Olympics in Beijing and then Commonwealth Games in Birmingham, obviously. Um but it was very nice. I've been to a couple before and it just oh. usually about, you know, fifty to a hundred athletes show up. Uh, and this time there were hundreds of athletes. They all got the invite and they all showed up with their passports. Wow. So, no, it was a very good vibe and it was very impressive and, as usual, a very well put together celebration for yeah. the entire crowd. Fun, funny, I did all three events and I used to go to those things but didn't get an invite this time <laughs> around. Well, okay. All right, no, no. I saw your Instagram photo. You looked divine. I hope you had a good night, mate. Hey, thanks as always, Christina. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Appreciate it. <laughs> 10.42. How about that? Oh, you didn't get invited. They invited 700 people. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.